Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode six of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape's CEO and co-founder, and I am joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape's COO. So Pete, I have to admit, when I looked at our podcast schedule and I was uh, staring at it and I saw this uh, buyer landscape on there, I thought, what in the world uh, do you mean? So to get us kicked off here, help me understand uh, what you mean by buyer's landscape. (laughs) All right, good. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about buyer landscape, there's a couple different things. Like, first of all, when we talk to companies all the time, we... One of the biggest and most consistent problems we identify is they sell stuff or they market stuff in the way that they want the information to be communicated to the potential buyers instead of understanding how the buyer actually buys. And so in order to do that, you really have to understand a lot of the contributing elements out there in the marketplace and how it impacts it. So for instance, think back at the very beginning days of advertising, right? Like there was one way to advertise and it was to hang a sign up on a post near where the horses drank water so that you could communicate what was happening in the community because they didn't have anything and it was easy you just that's what you would do and then all of over years there was proliferation of media and all of these different options and all these different things well there's a segment of our population where people are just shitty and they take advantage <laughs> of opportunities to swindle people and further their cause or further their financial position. So all of a sudden, because of this proliferation of media and, and the inability of government to be able to regulate that stuff and stay in front of it, we ended up developing this history of, of deceptive advertising that happened, right? And, and as human beings, we're going to do whatever we can to mitigate the risk. And over time, we had to come up with ways to be able to cut through that deceptive advertising and really see the true story or the true product as it relied out there, right? So then all of a sudden we started to have technology enhancements like do not call list for telephones and the, the internet to be able to provide information. And so when you think about the way that business used to be, and even over the last 10 to 15 years, the significant shift in the importance that's been placed on that information flow the buyer landscape has shifted and the way that people buy has shifted astronomically, right? But a lot of our businesses are still operating the way they were before that shift occurred. So when you think about the current buyer landscape, there's a couple numbers that you have to be very familiar with. Number one, 93% of all buying decisions start with someone visiting the search engines. So, That's important, but it's even more important when you look at the next number. 56% of the buyer journey is complete before they're ever going to reach out and talk to you, submit a form, or even give you an opportunity to conduct business with them. And and in that 56% of their journey, they're accomplishing 70% of their research. Those are really important numbers. So knocking on doors to try to find new business is not effective any longer. So you're saying cold calling? 
doesn't work. <laughs> trade shows are becoming less and less impactful and effective right. as well. But because we've been conditioned to think that's the way we've always done things, yep. it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you've always done it that way, it's always going to work. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about buyer landscape and why it's so critically important to not only understand how that's impact your business, but react accordingly. So buyer landscape really is... Um, just the the collection of, of potential buyers out there and and how they are purchasing today. Absolutely, right? and how you know how what the, what the landscape how that impacts the way that they make decisions and get information. About right. That stuff. Sure. So then you know if if we have that and we kind of know how we got here with the proliferation of technology, you know we go from the side of the stables to uh, radio to billboards and television. Um, so how do we then capitalize on some of these changes? And I I think um, you know because technology is is a driver of this new landscape. I think technology can also help address some of the uh, the differences in the buyer landscape from today, um, you know, from the past. And, uh, so the number one thing I think is just to have content on your site because with that changed buyer landscape and these little, you know, black devices or white or whatever color you are, uh, have in your pocket, the total of human knowledge on them available to you at the click of a button, um, People will be doing anything in the middle of cooking dinner or whatever, and the something will pop into their head, and they'll go, "Oh, I wonder, I wonder about X," or "Ah, oh, my faucet's leaking here. I'm sick of it. Let me see how I can fix this, uh, or who I can call." And so, you know, we're multitasking a lot more, also, which goes into the buyer landscape. But uh, so a lot of um, that changed buyer landscape really has to do with self-service, allowing customers to service themselves or prospects to service themselves. Uh, and, and that has to do with content. Content not focused on what you sell or how you sell or what you do or what you offer or even how you're different. But here's how to solve your problem, Mr. Customer. Um, you know, plumbers that have I had a, a great experience once I had um, down in my basement, as I digress here, so this is going to be a long podcast, uh, <laughs> I had uh, a leak down in my basement where the main, where the line comes in, the main line from the road, and um, I had to turn my main supply off to fix something. I turned it back on and it was just dripping all over the place from the handle, and I googled uh you know how or i just i knew i couldn't probably fix it so i just googled uh plumbers in my area and i got called the first one and the guy said um i can come out there and help you he said but uh let me try to fix this over the phone with you and he's like you know he talks about okay so tell me how the connection looks and i explained it he's like okay there should be a brass fitting below the handle. Tighten that up. Let me know if that works. And so I tightened it up. He waited for me on the phone, fixed it, and uh, it was awesome. But I'll tell you what, that guy's got my business Absolutely. the next time because he did it for free. And he could have charged me $300 for an emergency call. Right. And, if he, and if he didn't call you, but he ended up on your website, and that website walked him through the same steps. Right. You're right. It's all about giving that value without expectation of anything in return. Right. 
Yep. Because then the law of reciprocity kicks in and we like those people because they helped us. Right. Well, yeah. And, and people buy from you know, people they know, like, and trust. And when you produce content that answer and solves people's problems, they start to know you, they start to like you, and they start to trust you because you have not said, oh, I, I'll tell you how to fix that faucet for uh, $10 and you can download this white paper you know, or this video. It's here for free, you know, because I'm an industry expert. I want to help people. Uh, let me just give this to you. It's, it's very similar to, to the olden days where you'd trade, you know, like I'll, I'll uh, go build your house if you come over and fix my mailbox, you know. Um, so it's, it's kind of the, the new digital era of, of bartering, you know, you're like, here, I don't know what your problems are going to be, but this is, these are the things I can help you solve. And so then when people search for them, they're, they're right there. So, so I want to steal something that I hear from you all the time, just to kind of tie out this. I am very wise. Yeah. (laughs) My beard's longer. True. True. Um, So, so we have the landscape that's going to impact the way people buy. And then you've clearly illustrated that we have to have content on the website to be able to answer those questions. And the reason that we do is because 93% of all people are going to figure out what their solution is. So if you don't have content that answers the questions of how they can solve their pain point or how they can address the symptoms that they're experiencing, if you have content, you have the ability to connect with them in that search engine. If you don't, you have to rely on advertising. Right. And advertising, you are throwing, in most cases, out a very broad net in catching a whole bunch of fish and only able to eat two out of the hundred that you've got. Right. So why not be more targeted and not waste that money so that you actually can produce an ROI? Yeah. Well, and sense. It, the other spin on that is, you know, if, if so if your product or service does... Uh, solve a problem or provide a solution for problems people know they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blogging and that type of stuff is great content to produce. There are some situations, especially in emerging markets, uh, brand new technologies where you're solving a problem people don't know they have. Right. If you think about um, like maybe even the iPod, um, you know, when it first came out, there might have been a few MP3 players, but people didn't hardly even know what MP3s were or that there was a quote unquote problem that you couldn't carry 10,000 of them in your pocket. Right. Right. And so Apple, when they when they made that device, had to rely on advertising. Right. Because people weren't trying to solve a problem they knew they had. They needed to be educated uh, on the fact that this maybe was could be perceived as a problem, you know, or a new opportunity. So that's kind of the other side to, to that is if if you do already solve a problem for people and, and they know that they have that problem, they are going to go to the search engines to search it and you want to be there. So with that, I mean, we've, we've talked about the landscape. We've talked about the need for content. I think it's important for us to talk about the potential risks that exist for companies that don't First of all, accept the reality of where we are today. Like, come on, it's not going backwards, it's going forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it makes us feel uncomfortable because we're not used to it. But I think it's real. If you, if you look at the risk versus reward, right? Risks. Uh, in order to be able to generate that content or know what content that we need to create, we need to make sure that we have a, a sales force in a marketing team or sales team and marketing team that are aligned yep. because misalignment is awful because the salespeople know what questions are asked time and time again. 
And the marketing team needs to have that information. So if we can align sales and marketing, all of a sudden marketing can market better and sales can sell better because marketing is equipping them with the tools to be able to embrace this new landscape. That's the first area. The next one is inefficiency, right? Like, I mean, if you have high performing salespeople out there that are doing a great job and they know what to write and they know how to send an email or make a phone call, if you're not embracing the learning that they're able to provide from their success and provide that same information and templates and thoughts and training to the lower performers, they're never going to be as good of a performer as a high performer because there are certain skills that people possess that make them a high performer. However, you can leverage some of the work and the content that they create and utilize to be able to lift that low performer maybe to a middle performer, right. which yep. is fantastic. And then you can see exponential results. Right. As far as yeah, and that has to do with uh, some of the technology too that uh, can support you in that. But, right. Uh, and, and you even think about from the missile alignment comes the possibility of one person saying one thing and one saying another yep. thing and content here saying this and that that causes confusion which immediately leads to distrust right and we want to avoid that yeah absolutely and then lastly like leverage the assets that you have leverage the high performers leverage the leverage the information you get from the sales team leverage the learning that you get from the marketing team you need to leverage those assets so that you can actually produce more revenue produce more leads produce more profit and that really is what the bottom line is yeah absolutely all right so we've got uh, into the weeds on uh, the buyer's landscape today how it's changed uh, we covered um you know how people buy today and then how we got here we talked about uh how to capitalize on some of these changes through creating content and uh allowing your customers and prospects to self-service uh and then we also talked about some of the risks around uh this new landscape and and uh making sure your sales and marketing teams are aligned and, and driving out some inefficiencies and leveraging your assets. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. So yeah, please make sure you go and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds so that you can check out some other episodes that you might not have found wherever you found this link to this one and visit our social channels at we are mindscape using the hashtag in the weeds podcast or you can do the old-fashioned way and just send us an email at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate your attention, and we look forward to talking to you on the next one.